I'm Stephen Downey and you're very welcome to episode 10 of the Mindful Living Guide. In this week's episode I talk to Claire Bassett who is a yoga and meditation teacher and just an all-round beautiful soul. Great person to listen to and you're really going to enjoy the conversation where we talk about history of meditation and yoga and how they are both intertwined together about uh, Claire's practice and where, where it all started for her and those divine moments that come at the most unexpected moment. So listen, sit back and enjoy this week's episode of The Mindful Living Guide. You are so welcome to this week's episode of The Mindful Living Guide. This week I am joined by Claire Bassett of Yoga With Claire. Claire has been involved in yoga teaching since 2011 and is passionate about sharing the tools of yoga, meditation and Reiki with anyone who needs a bit of self-care. Her philosophy when it comes to teaching is that it should be easy, fun and as fun as possible and that a good teacher helps their student find the keys to unlocking their inner knowing. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful way to introduce you. Claire, you're so welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me, Stephen. It's a, it's a pleasure to be on. Um, it's it's so nice to, um, I, I have to be honest now, myself and Claire know each other a very, very long time. And um, Claire was actually one of my first ever meditation teachers. And we had some amazing practices uh, in our house um, many years ago. So I was very excited to, to chat to Claire about um, where she, where her practice came from as well. So Claire, do you want to give an introduction to yourself and just about your own meditation practice and yoga practice? Yeah, I do. Um, when um, when you asked me about coming on and we, we said we'd have a chat, I started thinking about those classes in my house where you used to come. I don't know if you remember it one evening, I had my um, dog in the other room and we were chanting "Om," and the dog was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah he used to join in every now and again as well oh. from home, yeah um yeah so no i have been i've been really a lot involved a lot in teacher training and i'm like i have a background in teaching as you know um so i used to teach english as a foreign language and um so i'm like i'm passionate about helping teachers a lot but everybody uh, everybody can benefit from meditation and uh yeah, teaching beginners is really rewarding as well because sometimes, you know, people that beginner's mind isn't that what we're all kind of looking for? Doing the openness um, of coming back to just kind of discovering things and letting yourself be open to learn. And um, so, yeah, so where did I start? Um, I actually sort of started yoga and Reiki before I started meditation. My very first uh, kind of introduction to meditation was I decided that it was a really great thing to do and I was going to do it. I'd heard about meditation and like, this is going to break your heart. Like, but I had this whole uh, idea that meditation had to be like, just stop thinking and sit still. And just, um, I had like the worst, worst um, experiences at the start because I was, I had completely that mindset. I was like, I'm going to do it because, you know, it's great for you. And, uh, and I'm going to master this. And I was at a time in my life when I knew I needed something. And I sort of started doing yoga. And I and I remember sitting on my bed and putting the timer. I had a little alarm clock. Do the ones, the tick, tick, tick ones. Yeah. And I, I remember sitting on my bed, trying to sit up really straight. And just trying to stay really still. And just trying to do five minutes. And just being tortured for five minutes. Like, you know, just 
here in the take and I go, and how is that not a minute yet? Like, you yeah. know? <laughs> and, then, and then asking yourself, why is my mind not suddenly gone blank? I'm not meant to think of anything. <laughs> yeah, and where's this like lovely, blissful sense of connection? And like, you know, like, cause I had, uh, I studied philosophy in college um, and I'd had this really um, kind of mystic experience. Like one day, it was, yeah, going back to like, um, when I was in college in the 90s and I was on the bus going into UCD and I was standing up getting ready to get off the bus and I'd been reading about like leaps of faith and proofs of God you know this kind of stuff like really kind of academic heavy philosophy and I was and I'd been thinking about it and then I just I think I just exhausted myself from thinking and thinking and I was holding on to the bar of the bus waiting for the bus to stop and I suddenly had this moment where I had that complete like understanding that we're all one and that everything is you know, like just it, was like, it all came minute. together on the thirty nine bus out to UCD. Yeah, was well, it number ten? Yeah, <laughs> oh number ten. Sorry, it was it was yeah. well before the thirty nine went that way. <laughs> yeah, the thirty nine only probably half the way at that time. So <laughs> but, yeah, but, but isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it amazing though when when we do start practicing like that and it doesn't work? Something like at the start we feel like it's not working, but it's building that muscle in the background and it's building that awareness that sometimes like that just that split moment on a bus that it just happens and it just all comes together that it, yeah. it it's not like an instant gratification it's not like it's going to happen straight away but it, it, it's it's i hadn't meditated at all before that so that was like right. um i so i thought like i'm going to sit down and meditate and that's just going to happen every time you know i'm yeah. just going to like that's just that's what in, i'll do in the i zone. was like yeah exactly <laughs> but that was like a moment of grace you know and uh you know so but yeah so then i when i started meditating myself really meditating was when I actually did my Reiki and yoga and I was doing the yoga nidra you know the relaxation yeah I do and then I was starting to and what I got I could get into it then you know and then when I did Reiki and I was sitting quietly doing my Reiki then I get into that a bit more yeah um, but it, and then after my teacher training on my teacher training for my yoga level one I was really blessed I had a brilliant teacher Michael McCann mm-hmm. he's a yoga philosophy teacher and uh, he did like amazing meditations like really great and very simple techniques like you know now like when you're mm-hmm. listening to me that kind of experience of sitting stillness and trying to force yourself is just yeah. not not the way in at all like yeah um so w- with him he gave us like you know different uh, pranayama so pranayama means like the breathing techniques in yoga yeah. But for me, prana, uh, prana is energy, you know, in yoga as well. And so pranayama is like about moving energy. So for me, it's kind of when we I, when we come in at like kind of a biological level and an anatomical level and look at the biochemistry of breath, we can see how powerful it is. But those ancient wisdom teachings from yoga, you know, had that had that worked out years ago. Like, um, so that really helped me. And I still find that like, I don't always, I have to be honest, like just attain bliss every day. Yeah. But these um, techniques of like finding like things to be grateful for or just uh, coming into stillness with your breath. So giving your mind, your monkey mind, something to focus on. Yeah. I know you've got, you talked about that as well. Oh, um, yeah. 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 That really, really helps. So all, um, all about just this, distracting you from that thinking mode. And so you can actually get into the being mode. So you're basically you're putting the rest of your body just into autopilot. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And yeah, that it. that's that's it. And it's also I think it's that, um, you know, the whole thing with mindfulness is that focused awareness is like when you go um, when you start to focus on anything, 
and bring yourself into it you get deeper into it it's it whereas what we tend to do very often I think nowadays especially is like we don't focus you know we surf through our social media or we're like having all these different things going on and we don't give ourselves time to just kind of rein it back and sit down and focus on one thing and even if that one thing isn't like your breath or your meditation or whatever if that one thing is you're gardening and you're focusing on the plant or you're going for your walk and you're feeling your feet on the ground and the fresh air on your face that uh, that that's so it's so powerful it's just I think it's like what you talk about often is that those not missing those moments yeah absolutely and it's it's actually it's kind of preempted actually one of the questions I was going to ask you about um about because um, meditation and mindfulness it can it's not just about sitting down there's so many informal practices as well that we can we can talk about and you've already touched on them like like that informal practice like if if you're in your garden just being purely present in your garden because like you're saying about social media and that that we've just such a habit of just flick 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 and you're just you're you're not spending much time on any one thing you're literally you're you're thinking about something then moving on thinking about moving on and you don't give yourself that time just to settle um and just sorry just getting back to kind of informal practices um is there any kind of informal type of meditation practice that you really love yourself um yeah <laughs> yeah i think like it, sometimes the simplest ones um are not all they're they're like the simplest ones you can do every day that you should do every day and that I try and do every day doesn't mean I always do them but um just that practice of noticing like that noticing watching yourself being an observer in your own life so noticing if you start to feel something so often we notice when we have negative feelings you know we notice if we're getting angry or we notice if we're or sometimes we don't notice we're getting angry which is even worse like but try and notice the good things as well yeah. Um, so try and notice like how happy you are when you get your coffee, you know, try yeah. and notice um, just everything. Because I think like I, I also I'm a big believer in like uh, journaling and writing. And uh, and I go through patches where I'm really good about sitting down and giving myself time to do that. And sometimes even a bad day, you start writing about like what's actually going on. And it's actually not bad at all. Do you know, like you, yeah. you work through it and you're like, yeah, I had this lovely thing for breakfast. Even a cloudy day is a nice day. Do you know, like, yeah. Yeah, it's and, and exactly what you're saying it's, it's about of... it's, I was say, it's, it's about working through that and kind of just just getting back because we can be our, our mind can be very clouded by negative thoughts right that uh we just that's all we see and when we actually do do something like journaling or or just kind of focusing on the positive that we can uh, we can see a lot more in the day that we actually thought was even there to start with it's very yeah interesting. i totally agree yeah and i, I love you you have a lot of like very kind of wise things you know this idea of taking a photo of something you're grateful for like yeah. those little practices are, are just we have the power to to uh, change how we think and how we feel and i think sometimes in the west we kind of we have this belief like that uh, we can't change how we feel you know if i'm upset it's because whatever else has happened and there could be really really valid reasons to be upset yeah. and you might be having a really hard time and like we all do go through really hard times mm-hmm. um and sometimes you know if you're six your stressful thing might be your lego broke like yeah. do you know and for us that's kind of funny as adults but like when we sometimes the things we stress about we look back on them in, in six months time and it's like what yeah. was that why was that even an issue yeah. um so that kind of just noticing how you feel and and be and like like yeah changing how you think by 
um, we have a, a natural negative bias so we remember bad things like I did a lovely workshop on Saturday with the yoga teachers um, pregnancy how to empower yoga teachers to support pregnant students in their class yeah. and it was brilliant and I got like loads of really lovely feedback and comments and one person asked a question it wasn't even a negative comment or anything it was just a question that threw me and I was like I just could feel that going round and around and I knew I was like overthinking it and I was just like just let it go like yeah. you know things went really well like and it's like that we we have a tendency to, we want to work out what went wrong or we want to yeah. work out if we're in danger or if there's something bad so we'll we'd really focus on those things but we're bombarded with like you know bad news in the in the media um scary things and uh, if we if we don't kind of take a hold and like oh wait a minute you know like this isn't balanced you see a really bad thing happening in the news but you don't get in the news all the the good things that have happened that day that are small you know like yeah so that's... um we can have this kind of feeling that we're living in yeah terrible times and you know that everything is doom and gloom when it's not like when it's not that's really it. at it's, all it's, 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 it's like really when you actually... when they say that about you um you might have like two minutes of your day that's bad but why wreck why waste the whole rest of your day just for those two minutes where but we naturally kind of ruminate and just overthink and overthink about that and it's, it's something actually were interesting actually was thinking about what you were talking about about observing those thoughts but not just observing the negative thoughts or the positive thoughts but observing the observer so stepping back even from and how how are you looking at that because we as as humans we we have this natural uh, ability to kind of latch on to a way of thinking we're always thinking so if you're always thinking negatively you might just see negative things if you're always seeing positive things you might be ignoring anything anything negative and it naturally gives you a bias one way or the other but sometimes we have to even step back further than that and look at well why am i thinking that way all the time you know and 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 just observing your own observer uh, but it's very interesting. One thing actually I, I wanted to talk to you about, because I, I just think this is fascinating and not many people might know this, right, about yoga. Um, could you talk about, is, is it, wasn't yoga created originally to prepare people for long meditation practice? Could you talk a bit about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yoga is a really ancient tradition and yoga originated, um, yeah, to, to, it would have been all male so it would have been kind of you know well-off families that could afford to send their boys to, to to an ashram to train and they would be um they would have been taught like the this kind of a ethics of yoga which is called the yamas and niyamas about like um how to behave they would have done their the cleaning of the ashram and all of this kind of stuff as well um and then the physical asana practice what most of us you know in the west think of as yoga the kind of fancy poses yeah. where um we're just part of the practice and the part to uh, encourage the body to be able to be still then for meditation and to be strong and be able to be comfortable in stillness. Um, yeah. And I find the yoga poses like every position that you put your body in and we're learning more and more now that there's a biochemical effect about how we stand and sit. And even like I'd invite your listeners and, and you can try it yourself, Stephen, if you're sitting, wherever you're sitting, if you just let yourself slouch forward and let your shoulders kind of slouch down, and let your whole body sort of sag and notice um like you you'll just notice how it feels in your chest for your breath and just notice how it how your mood is when you do that mm. and then if you lift up through, through the chest and kind of lift and open i know if you're driving you can still do this just keep your eyes on the road um shoulders back and just give yourself a bit more space and, and take a nice deep breath and as you exhale just notice how you feel sitting like that 
Wow. And for the listeners, I'm, I'm doing this, we're on a Zoom call at the moment, so I'm doing this and Claire can see me doing it as well. And there's such a difference in feeling, like, it's it's, it's a heart opening. It's just, you're, hope, you're opening up your, your chest to, to, to air as well. And it's, it is, it's amazing the difference. Yeah. And then often we have habits like, you know, for my lifetime, like if you're, you're, you know, when we're adolescents and we're at school and we might be trying to hide a little bit or even as grown ups, we hide um, and we let the shoulders roll down or protecting our heart. But then we're coming into this kind of rounded and which is lovely to round. You know, it is nice to go inward sometimes and round. But um, to be aware that just sitting in a different way or standing in a different way um, can change how you feel. And you probably know that from public speaking as well. Yeah, you know, like standing yeah. a certain way gives you more your, power. Your, your Superman pose before you go on, so uh, you can you, it's it's a pose where you stand up straight and your your arm your hands are on your on your hips, and uh, I remember t- talking to some public uh, speaking workshops and they were saying that uh, people sometimes do this in, in the bathroom before they go on, because it gives you just a sense of more energy and it's like you're you're filling your energy in the room a lot more than when you have that kind of close your your shoulders are rounded up around your ears and it's it's amazing difference actually it really is yeah I, I don't know who told me this but apparently that bringing your hands onto your hips yeah raises your testosterone so okay. both male and female we have a bit of testosterone yeah and it raises your testosterone levels yeah and you see teachers doing that you know they're trying to get control yeah. of their class whatever i i i I'm I'm married to a teacher, and uh, sometimes she, I, when she's given out to me, sometimes I I do see her hands going onto the hips, and I know Amanda listens to this podcast, so uh, she'll definitely agree with it when she hears it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, and it's and that's again back to that observer, like noticing yeah. noticing how you are. You know, if you have to go into a, a meeting at work, or you've got something scary on, you know, like an interview or something that you're a bit nervous about, like if yeah. you can notice how you're sitting, notice how you're breathing and and center yourself like feel your connection with yeah. the floor or your chair feel your length in your spine be present like bring yourself in there um and it just it, it affects not just how you feel yourself but what you're throwing out to the people who you're talking to as well like yeah. you know so it's really powerful wow. um, and i have to say like yeah all these practices like it's kind of for me it's all, all um, part of the same thing you know the yoga the meditation um like they have i don't know what my life would be without them because it's just become such a such as just way of being rather than a yeah. thing i do once a yeah. week or every morning or whatever it's it's definitely it's been a calling for you uh over the last few years and it's, it's something that's really really part of you um i, I could talk to you all day i've got a, lo- a few questions if you don't mind me showing at you because I, I ask all the guests a, a very similar question each week because i'm always interested in um if if i use the word mindful living um how um what do, what would mindful living mean to you and i think you, you probably covered a, a bit of it already but what, what would you say mindful living and uh, noticing yeah noticing things just and um, being present and, and noticing your life and, and enjoying every moment wow. i think joy is a part of it as well so we kind of didn't get around to that much right now but, oh yeah um, very important it's very important i think to i and then the yoga yamas and niyamas one of those kind of the ethics like of yoga is that um, santosha contentment and it's that finding contentment and joy and it doesn't mean you have to put up with awful things but even in a, in a bad situation you know the silver linings and and like getting the most out of it hmm. Wow. And if if you could give, um, say, three tips to people to and you, you probably covered a lot of it about noticing and about different things, but just simple tips just to, to be more mindful. Um, 
would you have any any sort of tips? Now, the first thing I'm going to tell is not a tip, but a, like, uh, well, I suppose it is forgive yourself if you're not mindful. Like, you know, I can, it's easy for me and you, Stephen, to come on and we're just given that, you know, this time we're really talking about it. But yeah. I know like there's days in the week or on t- times in the day when you just forget and you do like everyone, it's going to happen where despite your best intentions, like, you know, you slip and you don't notice or you do things you regret. or you. Yeah. And I think it, it, that's the biggest, easiest way to sabotage yourself is to decide you're going to be mindful and you're going to do this and that. And then the minute you don't do everything perfectly to kind of give up on it, yeah. do you know? So I think that'd be my biggest tip. It's like, do you just keep going? Like To forgive yourself. Absolutely love it. Yeah. I love it. So Claire, thank you so much. Um, if people want to hear more uh, more about you, um, where can they get in touch with you and uh, about your, your courses and your classes as well? Well, I'm glad you asked, Stephen. Um, I have my website, Yoga with Claire, up and running. And they can find me on Facebook, uh, Facebook forward slash Yoga with Claire or Instagram, Yogi Claire under slash Yoga with Claire. And I have lots of nice things planned for 2021. So, yay. Brilliant. Well, listen, I, I'll put all of those um links up on the show notes on on our website as well so people uh, can find you easy enough but listen thank you so much claire for being a guest on the mindful living guide and uh pleasure to have you on the show thank you so so much thank you Stephen. So there you have episode 10 of the Mindful Living Guide. It has been an absolute pleasure to get to 10 shows and I can't believe how fast this milestone came around. So I'm actually going to take a break for the next uh, couple of weeks and um, we will return in January with season two. Uh, but for now I just want to say thank you so much to all of the listeners who have uh, tuned in each week and listened to the show and thank you so much for all the feedback as always if you can leave a, a review on any of the sites that you you look at it uh, or listen to it I really really appreciate it uh, but for now thank you so much for listening to the Mindful Living Guide <laughs>